I hate that this is literally Starcross level. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of The Last One in Podcast. I am your host, Troy Archuleta, and with me today we have Robbie. Hello. And then the person presenting today's movie, E. Hello. And E, before we start like talking about our lives and stuff, what movie is we going to be watching? We are watching the critically acclaimed Your Name, or for weebs, Kimi no Nawa. Kimi no Nawa? Yeah. That's my favorite fruit. <laughs> I, I still, like, I hate looking up Your Name, and then it's just a bunch of people like, where can I watch uh, Kimi no Nawa uh, legally in America? I'm like, this is so much easier to say. <laughs> It's two words. It's literally just the translation. If they use the American language, they won't be weebs anymore. They get their license taken away. There's so many, like, I just hate, especially when it makes it longer. <laughs> like, there's the big anime, My Hero Academia, but weebs call it Boku no Hero Academia. It's like, the name's already English. <laughs> just use it. <laughs> But it's not the one-to-one translation, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Before we talk about that, though. Yeah. E, how's your day? How's your life, actually? How's your week? How have you been? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. At least two weeks. Whoa. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks for you. Um. So I've continued my quest in playing a bunch of older games, mostly DS and Game Boy. That's been going fun. Uh. All right. Brace yourself. Okay. Bra- bracing. I-, I watched something. Ooh, yeah. hardcore <laughs> pornography. Yep. <laughs> you know me, always, always wanting those hardcore porn. Yep. That that when I think of hardcore porn, I think of E. Yep. Or wait, when I think of E, I think of hardcore porn. It's no, better. It's fine. I'm flattered. <laughs> when you think of E, you think of hardcore corning. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was a new cartoon by Craig McCracken of Powerpuff and Wander Over Yonder fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Kid Cosmic, and I love it. It's really good. Kid Cosmic. I've not heard of it, to your no surprise, I assume. I mean, it just it literally just came out like four days ago, I think, at this point. Oh, okay, wow. I will say, I think you might like it. It has it follows like an entire like arc, basically. Ooh. So that was very good. I'll probably talk about that more uh, on the live show. So okay, I'd say keep your eye out for that. But I guess it would probably be like a week or two earlier than when this episode comes out. Yeah, <laughs> so. I've been thinking about a lot of things with our live show. There's some, there's some scheduling stuff that needs to happen with that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, that was that's mostly been it. I've been in classes, getting back to the nitty gritty, working hard on my game, working hard on a lot of art, and then just not knowing what my other classes. It's just an enigma. I feel like I'm in a youth seminar. Like, it's just not like a class. You just like I just listen to them be like. All right, you are in charge of your life. You need to make the decisions to do the actions. Like it's like that kind of stuff. Listen, if you want things done, you have to do them. You have to if you want them not done, don't do them then. So <laughs> do them if you want them done. Like uh I just like I it's just weird and I feel weird. It's probably cuz I'm not like a person <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Like there's a bunch of people who, like seem really interested and I'm just like why am I here? <laughs> Maybe. Why do I have to take this class? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, there's probably people who don't know how to motiv- motivate themselves, you know? There's got to be that person. I don't know. We're all seniors at this point. Right. When you take this class. like Maybe I, they only got here because they take like <laughs> seminars of 
about how to do stuff. You have to take other classes that say like the same thing to get into this class. Maybe they have to take one every year. You, you do. <laughs> you literally do, and I hate it. Motivation 101. Now pay your college tuition to me. But yeah, but you know my game design stuff is going good. I'm having fun with my game. Good. You you have to. Uh, make your own game by yourself, right? Yeah, I have to make and sell a game. That's scary. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm at a like decent pace right now. Cool. You think you're on schedule to finish it by the end? Yeah, I got like the main mechanic done, and really, I feel like most of it's just making enemies and making a level design. Level design is definitely not my forte, though. But we'll <laughs> see. All right. Cool. That's interesting. Well, Robbie, what's going on with you? Um, on our schedule to record today. We were like, all right, we just got to wait for Robbie to get here in a couple of minutes uh, and do a sound test. And then I got a text message saying, hey, I just woke up. I'm on my way. Like, all right, let's eat some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been still working all the time, uh, except now I'm running two machines at a time because the other guy that they had running the other machine, well, because like, I'm still working on the uh, manifolds. The, yeah, the manifold well, destiny, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a wagon, screaming manifold destiny. <laughs> um, but they had another guy that was helping me, but they uh, first shift didn't like him touching those machines because I guess he has a bad habit of breaking tools. So it's greasy fingers. I don't know if greasy fingers would <laughs> cause you to break a machine. <laughs> very, very greasy fingers. Yeah, like he's like trying to grab the thing, and he's like, "Whoops!" <laughs> he just punches right through the machine. Yeah. Is he Superman by chance? No. <laughs> I feel like Superman would be better at his job. Yeah, well, not if you have a greasy fingers. He's also been eating chicken, so. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's uh because you have to put everything down in vices before cutting them on a CNC. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess he had a bad habit of just not tightening things down and then turning the machine on. <laughs> he just wasn't doing half of what he was supposed to do. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. but, Every yeah, time they... you talk about your work, it really does feel like you're the only person there who actually does your job. No, there's other people who are probably way better than me at my job that work there. Uh, it's I happen to have one of those jobs that, like, I compare my job to CGI in the sense of uh, if I do it well, nobody notices. So it's just, one of those, yeah, it's one of those things, like, people don't really notice what I do for a living unless I do it poorly. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody notices. Yeah, <laughs> in the worst way possible. But anyways, that that's neither here nor there. Uh, I was going to say, for, like, Pretty much most of this week, I was like working on two machines the entire time, so I was super freaking busy at work. I haven't just really feels like it's a violation of something. Like I feel like you should not be allowed to work on two machines at the same time. The job I had before this, I was working at, on four machines at a time. The job you had before this sounds like they didn't care at all no, about they that. Did not anyways, care at all. they probably <laughs> also had you on a ladder while doing it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> haven't really watched a whole lot of movies. Mostly just listening to things on YouTube because I. A lot of the content I consume is stuff that I can just, like, put my phone in my pocket and listen to it. Right. Um, I did put in my 60-day notice for where I live, though. So oh, you're going to say for where I work. Yeah. Because fuck that place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place to work, but fuck them. <laughs> uh, no, for where I live. I put in the – because, you know, I have to put in a 60-day notice before you move. Yeah, obviously, because that's definitely what the landlords need. Yeah, yeah. When they, they can literally evict you at any notice. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's a fair and balanced system. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've uh, been going through that process and did my taxes, so that's exciting. It's super exciting. <laughs> where you get, Do you know where you're going to live then? 
Not yet. <laughs> you just well, know not there. Yeah. yeah, there's your girlfriend who has the hole in her roof. That's yeah. a possibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could live in the hole. I, I it's a pretty big hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably fit a queen size bed up in that hole. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I cover it too, at least. <laughs> but no, like, I think part of the reason why I haven't figured it out yet is because living in the city, like you can't like put a hold on an apartment two months in advance. That's true. But you have to tell them you're leaving two months in advance. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fun stuff, right? Yeah, so great. But yeah, that's been my week is just mostly work, work, work. Cool. Cool. It's that Rihanna song. It's work, 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 and then you can't understand anything else. Work, 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 work. Robbie just got to work, 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 work. I think those are <laughs> oh, lyrics, get copyright actually. claim. Oh, no. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that happens with podcasts. Does that Maybe? happen with podcasts? I feel, well, obviously copyright law applies to podcasts, so right, it has to, like, s- we'll probably get a cease and desist. But, like, most podcast people don't have, like, a automatic system of taking it down like a YouTube, right? I don't know. Maybe? You don't hear about it at all. You don't hear about it, but I think it's only because it's a lot more prevalent on Twitch and YouTube at this moment. Mm-hmm. And they deal with a lot more copyrighted Let's stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just going to put all the audio of the movie we're about to watch on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's uh, dealing with YouTube and dealing with Twitch. I think both of those deal with copyrighted, mater- or copyrighted material more often than podcasts are. Yeah. Maybe podcasts are just like more safe about it. Because it's just voice, so like, right. Only I thing mean, that they can really do is music. I mean, that's mostly what YouTube and Twitch do. Yeah, but there's also video and stuff. Yeah, there, there's a video, and usually someone's playing a video game. Like, I feel like ninety per, like ninety to ninety nine percent of what's on Twitch is somebody either playing a video game or somebody playing music, and that usually goes to somebody playing a game that has copyright or righted stuff in it, or. Uh, somebody playing a song, which is most likely a copyrighted song because they'll play popular songs. So more oh, it doesn't even have to, to be fucking copyrighted. It could be royalty free and people still get claimed. Anyway. But, yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> How is the you? How's the host with the <laughs> greasiest fingers? I'm not even the host this week. I'm not even the host this I'm, week. I'm just, I'm here. Um, Good. I'm back to functioning. Uh, I can mostly function with my foot now. Hey. Yeah. I can fix that. Oh, don't please don't. It was <laughs> it was not fun. It was an uncomfortable situation. Um yeah, so I'm back to doing uh normal life adult stuff with like the world and it's still not fun out there. Like it's still very worldy. Uh I was hoping it would be fixed in the three weeks that I was out, but apparently not. I yeah. also learned that and this is gonna sound real weird, but I noticed that in grocery stores, the people who tend to not wear masks also look really angry and all have gun holsters. That sounds about right. Very, very strange. <laughs> I mean, considering world events, that doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah, just, it's it's a weird world right now. It, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it has been for at least a year. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they haven't patched that out of the world yet. Oh man. I can't wait till 1.0 comes out. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get on to this film. Your yeah. name. Yep, your name. The viewer listening to it's not a viewer if they're listening, but <laughs> <laughs> viewing with your ear holes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So this is your name from Makoto Shinkai, who also wrote the novel that this movie is based off of. Oh, it's based off of a thing. Yep. It's an adaptation. Yeah. Hmm. See, is... I knew that there was a manga of it, but I didn't know that there's like an actual book. Yeah. I think it might be a light novel or a novel. I didn't see like too much about that, but okay, it's his work, so like right, right. he just made it a film. Uh, 
from 2016 or 2017 in America. Mm -hmm. For anyone who wants to watch it with us, uh, it's mostly you just have to buy rent it. Unfortunately, there's no streaming services I could find that have it, which is weird because it's a huge movie. Not even the one that has all the anime? Mm -mm. What's it called again? Verve. Like it might Crunchyroll, Verve. From looking, it just was YouTube, Amazon, and Vudu all for one ninety nine or two ninety nine, whatever the Fair rent. Yeah. Yeah. I could have swore that was on Netflix at one point. I don't think it is right now. Before I get to the back of the box or anything though, I should see ask you guys, uh have Jiraiya. Yes. Have you seen it? I have not. Robbie, have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Uh, I think we talked about this whenever we did A Silent Voice. Yeah, I think we did a little bit. And I know, like, we've said a bunch of random stuff just in passing about this movie. Yeah. And like, you kept telling me you were going to watch it. Eventually, but then, like, we <laughs> talked about doing it on the podcast. And that's, I think it's half the reason why I, I don't watch some movies now is because it's like, well, we're going to eventually watch it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you could present it then. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll start with Jiraiya because he has seen significantly less anime than... Robbie has. Trya. Probably, yeah. What do you think your name is about? All right. So I saw the cover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it looks like they're in school. Um, so very anime already. Um, okay. So your name. I'm guessing that for some reason, even though it's anime mm-hmm. and it was based off of a uh, manga or light book or whatever, it's for some reason takes place in America. Okay. Still. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and why it's called Your Name is because uh, there's two characters and they're like in a Starbucks and he orders something and someone's like, what's your name? And then like he's like, doesn't answer. And so they just put your name on the cup and they call it your name, your name. And like the girls were like really into the guy. And so she's always looking for this person who's your name. <laughs> why did you put it in America? It's not even like an American. I don't know. Plot. Starbucks. I assume that's not in Japan or whatever. They have those in Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. It seems you've you've spoken about it a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It seems sad. Uh, I'm gonna guess it's about suicide, actually. Ooh. So yeah, that was our other movie, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie. I think you know a little bit more about it, but maybe, probably not. I feel like with it being called Your Name, I feel like this is a movie that deals with someone having an identity crisis, maybe. Like, somebody's trying to figure out, like, because I know that in Japan, um, there is, like, a weight to somebody's name and, like, how it's presented. And, like, I know, like, people with more commoner names aren't really considered to be, like, as important people sometimes. And how, like, they'll put Chan or San or whatever oh, else at the end of it. you're honorific. Yeah. Like, how they'll put that at the end of names is important to people. And so I feel like this is a movie that deals with the R possibly someone's identity or someone's or like someone in the middle of like an identity crisis are we close my starbucks <laughs> one was on the money wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a movie you would have brought more than yeah, than i would have brought um no neither of you are very close <laughs> <Good>. cool <laughs> uh so i'll go ahead and read the back of the box i'm gonna do something i'm only gonna read half of it because i think the second half spoils of it that i don't want spoiled oh okay so uh, from the director, Makoto Shinkai, the innovative mind behind Voices of a Distant Star and 5 centimeters per second, comes a beautiful masterpiece about time, the threat of fate, and the heart of two young souls. And, and I, suicide. <laughs> and I, I'll probably read the other half after, but like... Okay. 
like I got a little spoiled about what this movie was about, unfortunately, before I did, so I really don't want to do that to you guys. Okay. This, yeah. That affects it quite a bit, I assume? Yeah, it kind of ruined a big moment in it oh, for me. Okay. So Alright. Yeah. I think that is most of the stuff for the beginning of the podcast. How uh, long is will... it? Oh yes, yes. Um this movie is a hundred and seven minutes long. Okay, so it's a it's an E movie. Yeah, and rated PG for thematic elements, suggestive content, brief language, and smoking. They only got a PG on that? I mean, Japan. Because animated? So probably too, that too. Huh. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and uh, we'll be watching this subtitled because I am in the belief you should probably watch things in their original language. Fair enough. Uh, cool. Well... I guess we go watch movie then. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, we'll be right back with the other half of the description. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll be done with the episode. Yeah, woohoo. <laughs> All right. Be right back. Whoa, we're back from watching Your Name. We did it. We watched, watched the it. movie. I think a lot of us probably have some thoughts on this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like we all have thoughts on this yeah. movie. Whether they're the same thoughts are it's totally a uh, different subject. But I shall start with Robbie. I actually really liked it. Without getting into spoiler territory, the animation for this movie is gorgeous. Yes. It's absolutely breathtaking, some of the shots that they have in there. You can tell that there's a lot of love and a lot of care taken into making this movie look as good as it does. Somebody clearly just came in with two giant comic book bags full of money and like, here you go, do something. Well, that being said, that the budget of this was 370 million yen, which is three and a half million dollars. Okay. I thought you were going to say dollars, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they just actually just threw all the money the government had into this movie. They just embezzled movie. all the money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, three and a half million dollars, basically. Wow. And I'll go ahead and just complete this. Um, it grossed $358 million. Damn, they made some fucking money on that. Yeah. yeah. They made a Marvel movie off, or, off of this. Damn. That's it, impressive. Yeah. yeah. It is one of those things, like uh, professional animation, like not even good professional animation, but like, I guess like the bare bones of professional animation. They say it's like for 30 minutes worth of professional animation, it's something like $750,000 for that. And that's for like doing like kids cartoons style of animation for something like this. I can see, cause like I said, it felt like there was extra care and extra love put into this movie. They just give it the feeling that it has. Like one thing that I did say a lot in this movie is this is one of those animations much like Studio Ghibli that like makes food look better than it really is. Like all the food looks super fucking delicious in this movie for one. The scenery is goddamn amazing. Like you hard yeah. like I feel like the scenery in this movie is what a lot of people who grow up in the city imagine what a small town looks like, <laughs> which it does sometimes, but it's like once in a blue moon it looks that nice. Not your guys' small town. No, once in a blue moon. Once it did. in a blue moon. Okay. Yeah. You get the right summer night. Maybe it like rained earlier that day. Everything's kind of a little wet. All the yeah. drug users are not there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got their drugs. They're hiding inside. It's like <laughs> it's reasons like that why people like going hiking mm-hmm. in small towns is because you you know the right summer day right after it's been done raining and the clouds are just starting to move out and everything. Why, like, why is you'll that get like, so important like that. that it like just rain? rained? Yeah. There's a feeling and a smell you can't smell. Yeah. For people who maybe haven't heard before, <laughs> E has no sense of smell. 
Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so that's rain has an incredibly peaceful smell to it. It has a peaceful smell. It's like it's almost like everything just got cleaned almost. Yeah. Everything just smells fresh and nice. It just seems like, to make things smell wet. People complain about a lot of wet smells. Yes, it makes so, it smell wet, but good wet. Yeah. So like <laughs> okay. when you're when you're up in the mountains, like away from civilization, it smells nice after a rain. However, okay. like when I moved to Salt Lake City, the first time that it like really rained down there, it smelled like a wet dog. Like the entire city smelled like wet dog. Okay. But yeah. that's the city where a couple million people live compared to like out in the middle of the forest where you're probably the only person in a range of like 20 miles. True. But like that's what I'm saying there's that like every every once in a blue moon you would get scenery like that. It wasn't very often. Like it was almost like you know every now and then you get the perfect sunrise or the perfect sunset or like you know it just got done raining and the clouds are starting to clear out or something like that. Like it's like that feeling but all the time with this movie. That's what I'm saying like between that or like one thing dry even brought up is like uh, during some of the summer days of this, when you see the heat wave on the city streets and everything like that, like it, there's a lot of care put into that animation that I think it's one of those, maybe not everyone will appreciate it, but I certainly did. Oh, it's anime, so you know there's anime snobs. Yeah, there are anime snobs. I'm pretty frame. sure there's some people who are probably listening to this right now going like, you forgot about this, or you yeah. forgot about that. Or... Uh, actually, you forgot about the scene at scene 24, frame 28, uh, <laughs> where you can see the skyline of the city. <laughs> but nevertheless, like without me going into this, I, I could probably talk for the next hour about how great the animation was for this. On top of that, the music was really good, too. The music melded very, very well with all the scenery that was in this movie. And all in all, I think this was an enjoyable experience. I would say, like, there is a very large shift. Like, I felt like the movie was slightly boring towards the beginning, but it was working up towards something bigger, which I really do appreciate the way that the story was told in this. So all in all, I'd say this was a very good experience. Like, I'm really glad you showed us this movie. All right. Jiraiya. I also enjoyed it. The animation, I think probably every five or ten minutes or another, I was like, holy shit, this looks really fucking good. Yeah. And this uh, is coming from Jiraiya. Yeah. I like animation! <laughs> <laughs> what is this nonsense you're doing here? <laughs> there has been a handful of times I went to go show you something, and, like, if the storyline was good, like, you wouldn't argue with it because you just didn't pay enough attention because you just couldn't get past the animation. If it looks bad, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> if it's, like, not 24 frames per second, you say it looks bad. Looks weird. <laughs> Don't want to tell you, it looks weirdy. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie is gorgeous, every single frame of it. Well, except for one scene where people were clearly running in place, but that's forgivable because it's literally like 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, if that. Right. But yeah, everything looks really great. Uh, the voice acting matches the characters really well uh, in a way that I think a lot of animes kind of fuck up sometimes. I feel like their voices were those characters and those characters were the voices. Like it, it felt like it all fit really well until maybe uh, near the end, but that's a bit spoilery. Something that happens early on in the movie too, like uh, certain counting on what happens, like without getting too much into spoilers, like certain characters have either more of a masculine or a feminine voice counting on mm-hmm. what's happening with that, but it's still the same voice actors, but they changed their personification in a way that was very well done. Really cool. For the story, it kept me intrigued and kept me guessing kept me wondering what was going on through basically the whole thing i have some quabbles with you sir depending on what you think of this movie e. <laughs> um the storyline in this movie is not a fucking e-movie yeah i was gonna bring that up too <laughs> this is so not an e-movie uh i think 
There probably will be a thing that will explain a lot to it for you. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there's but, a yeah, couple things like, that went over our heads that because it's a, our first time watching it and we walked in, into it blind that we're not 100% where it's supposed to be at. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's some things that I missed. I'm gonna, like... I would, I will admit, like, if you, if this wasn't animated and you removed maybe, like, a little bit of the story beats, it probably would be more a Jiraiya movie than a me movie. Yeah, like, it's straight up a fucking romance movie. It straight up just is. Yeah. Like, I was, like, 45 minutes in this movie, I was like, fucking E's gonna say how this is so fucking amazing, but if this wasn't animated, he'd be shitting on this movie the whole fucking time, I already know it. <laughs> hey, five year movie that's exactly this, just not animated. I'll do it, I can too. think of a couple, actually. Yeah. There, there's a few that are pretty similar, actually. <laughs> this no, is... not sim- Find me this movie, not animated. <laughs> well, I Because need... that's what we can- Like, I know I say- I, I will put stuff slightly higher if it's a- good animation, I should specify. I'm not gonna <laughs> raise a bar of a shitty animated movie, but, like- <laughs> You're not gonna give credit to Chargeman Ken. Yeah. <laughs> uh the worst anime. Okay, cool. Um like but they're really there's not a movie that's like exactly the movies that I like that are animated just not animated. <laughs> Cuz there's are again, I bring this up a lot but like there's stuff in animation you could do that just kind of don't work in live action and I think even this movie has a lot of that. Yeah. It just there are a lot of parts in this movie that I just don't think would be as interesting if it was live action. Disagree on that one. I think it was Drawn beautifully, obviously, but I think all of the landscapes and the shots and stuff like that, and I, w- I can even think of cinematography moments that I think would be really, really cool to do in live action. I think this movie would be perfectly fine if it wasn't animated. I do appreciate the animation in it, of course. I did really like it, but I, where it ended up going, I didn't love it. Without saying what the ending is yet, I think the ending was pretty weak, actually. It felt like it should have had more of an impact. Or maybe I just, I don't know, there's, I can't say. I'll say, <laughs> yeah. I'll say in a little bit we'll once get, we get into we'll the spoilers, there. but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like it and appreciate it for what it is. I, what do you think, E? All right. Because I want to hear how your bias comes into this. It, it, fucking it was strange for E to introduce <laughs> us to a movie about star-crossed lovers. I'll yes. give, give right. him that. So, Literally, star-crossed yeah. lovers. <laughs> so, I like this movie a lot. It's not my favorite like animated movie it's not my favorite movie uh probably not i don't even know if i put it in my top 10 or anything but i like this movie a lot and i do have a i do have a couple problems with this movie and the ending is one of my problems with this movie okay um there's also a thing that happens in like the third ish act at the start that i'm not in love with and then honestly there is a problem i have this movie which is more it wasn't what i was expecting this movie to go and I'm not sure if I can really fault the movie for not being the movie I was looking for. <laughs> okay. But I, I do love this movie a lot. I The soundtrack is perfect for this movie. Mm. The animation is stunning. Like, like, they put so much time and effort and love into all the scenes, and it's just so visually interesting at any point. And especially, like, they use the setting perfectly. Like, that small town, beautiful, like, mountain town just works so well and everything is amazing to look at even the city is honestly really fun to look at like it is it is a more interesting version of a city basically (laughs) like it's something this movie does really well the city's like the idealized version of a city that a lot of country folk will imagine and the country is a lot more idealized version of the country than that a lot of city folk would imagine yeah right the movie does that really well 
with the ideas behind the movie and just like oh, everything works really well with this movie to a point where even being a like romance movie i can put it i can like go past that and not care <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna say this is one of those times where i think i'm gonna agree with e the fact that this <laughs> just the way you put it <laughs> the end of sentence <laughs> <laughs> no um i don't think this needed to be romantic in any way and i think the fact that it is romantic actually hurts it a lot um because it f- i feel like the romance aspect fucking comes out of nowhere it's kind of messed up. i think i think they dropped the ball with it uh this is like minor spoiler no because it goes into okay i'll talk a bit more but like i think there's a part in the like start of the second act that is supposed to hint at that romance part but I think it kind of was a little sloppy, and it almost went to a different way that I was expecting the movie to go. Yeah. So, okay, how about this? Give us, like, the first 30 minutes, and then we're going to go into spoilers. Actually, before this, I promised I would read the second half of the back of the box. So, reading it again, I, I probably was jumping the gun a bit about not reading this, but... um. <laughs> Mitsuha and Taki are complete strangers living in separate lives until they suddenly switch places. Misao wakes up in Taki's body and he in hers. This occurrence happens randomly and they must adjust their lives around each other. Yet somehow it works. They build a connection by leaving notes for one another until they wish to finally meet. Which, that's not accurate. No, it's not. (laughs) But something stronger than distance may keep them apart. Dun dun dun. Like, I I think because I wanted you guys to go in like completely blind. Sure. Sure. I mean, I've done the same thing a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, just kind of felt a little bit too much information. Also, again, kind of wrong, but... Yeah, yeah. We'll it's so that. weird how many... I think that's what's been interesting about this, actually, like doing this podcast, uh-huh. is learning how inaccurate the back of the boxes are <laughs> to the, what the movie actually is. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's either inaccurate, or it doesn't explain enough, or it explains too much. Or it's like what it, the Blade Runner one, where it just circle jerks the <laughs> yeah, character. Like, Man, Ridley Scott, what a fucking guy, right? Have you seen the balls on this dude? Literally, his balls are so good. <laughs> uh, let's let's go dry. Give us give us the quick synopsis. Um, uh, the non-spoiler synopsis. It it is actually it's almost what that is yeah, says yeah. on the back of the box. It's a uh, girl wakes up and like she goes to school and it's like, hey, you're normal today. That's weird. Like, what do you mean I'm normal? It's like, well, you came to school yesterday and your hair was all fucked up and you were acting like a dick. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, weird. Oh, well, you're normal today. That's great. And then we go over to a guy's perspective and everyone's like, hey, you okay? You're acting kind of weird. Actually, no, we don't. It's it's when we go to the guy's perspective and it's the girl again. Yeah, yeah, it's the girl. So yeah, yeah. what they did a weird thing at the beginning of the movie to where it was the girl's perspective or no, it was the guy's perspective. Yeah. In the girl's body and the guy's perspective in the guy's body. And the girl's perspective in the girl's body and the girl's perspective in the guy's body. Yeah. And so but they don't explain any of this at first. Like they, they make it purposefully vague. Which I think helps what's happening. Act. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh if you're listening to that sounds familiar, it's Freaky Friday. Yeah. It's it's Freaky Friday. That's yeah. exactly what I said at the beginning of yeah. the movie. It's like this is a freaky Friday, isn't I it? I didn't want to laugh I didn't want to laugh or like <laughs> just admit it, but yeah, it's very Freaky Friday. Yeah, like literally, I think it was like three minutes in. Like it just got done with like the credits, and Robbie's like, "Freaky Friday." It's like, 
Oh yeah, that's exactly. Yep. <laughs> now, to be fair, I I was reading this is based off like an old Japanese folklore, so way before Freaky Friday. But us Americans, yeah, it's Freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple things that they do in here that just kind of reminds me of other movies, like uh, the whole like, oh, you're you today kind of thing kind of reminded me of uh without any spoilers towards it but it kind of reminded me of that movie the prestige i feel like he actually might like that movie maybe yeah he might well, yeah, yeah maybe we'll try it anyways synopsis back to it um yeah and we just get to see this person be different people for the first yeah. like 30 minutes really and like we don't understand kind of what's happening or like why they're jumping around or uh she keeps thinking that she's in a dream mm-hmm. and kind of forgets the things that happened not too long like, forgets the events of yesterday uh, once she goes into the other body. Like, she yeah, just, it just kind of fades away. And that's kind of the only non-spoiler part you can get into, because after yeah. that, it after gets that, real they, spoiler. spoiler. Yeah, after that, you start realizing that they're leaving notes to each other, and that it's not a dream. Yeah, yeah. which, I'm going to say, like, once they start leaving notes for each other, the first thought on my mind is like, why don't they just call each other? Uh, yeah, I thought the same exact thing. That. Like, yeah. why don't they talk? Like, because they even kind of show like they know each other's numbers because they're using each other's cell phones when they're in the other person's body, so they know the cell phone number of each other. And they, there, it does like do this thing like where they try to talk to each other, and it's like, oh, the cell phone isn't working. And I kind of thought like, oh, that's nice plot convenience, <laughs> but there, <laughs> yeah. there is a reason why it was more it than convenient. Work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think from here it kind of has to be spoilers because. Yeah. From here, it's just kind of a lot of spoilers of what this movie yeah. is. Yeah. So, anyone watching, if it if it tickled your fancy, please go and watch it. You'll probably have to rent it or find a copy. Yeah. Honestly, I would recommend having a copy anyways, unless you just hate anime. Yeah. Unless will... you like, unless you like Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though one thing because you said you had a hard time finding uh, places to stream this. I think it's because none of us have a Funimation subscription, but I think right. you might be able to watch this if you have a Funimation subscription. This was licensed by Funimation, so perhaps, though, yeah. they just got, there was a big buyout not too long ago that was after this movie, so it's weird. And yeah, that's, um, that's what I was saying. Like, I could have swore I've seen this on a streaming service before, because VRV used to be part uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll, like, working mm-hmm. together, and then Sony bought out Funimation, and they're like, yeah, we're not putting any of our stuff on anything. Like, it's all Funimation now. Buy our app. Yeah. Because, you know, that always works every yeah. time. Yeah, that's why we have a thousand apps right now of everybody charging six dollars to watch just their stuff, and all of them are super successful. Yeah, definitely, they definitely will get shut down a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Quitty? yeah. So if you're one of the eight people in existence that <laughs> <laughs> that have Funimation's app, I think the people who have Funimation are the same people who have the Stars app. So it's like, yeah, a very <laughs> weird Venn diagram. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and do that. Also, it's like three dollars. That is well worth the price of this movie oh yeah yeah i would say three dollars is well worth at least the watch on it yeah i mean for me i would say like just because of the animation and the music alone and those working together i'd say this movie's at least a seven out of ten just out off of those two things like that's how much i like the animation so here's one thing i do want to say about the music before we really start talking story spoilers because we're about to get into that yeah um i know it's weird but the music reminds me of silent hill Eh, like I kept anime getting... adaptation of Silent Hill that plays Radwimps? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, for someone who's been playing more Silent Hill lately, I wouldn't say it reminds you so much of, the, of it, but... Just like the piano stuff feels real Silent Hilly to me. <laughs> I know you mean that, but I'm just like imagining like walking around the corridors in Silent Hill and then you'd hear, Zan, 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 I think it's because he's saying the ambiance of it, too. Yeah. It's like probably. the ambiance, like with the music of Silent Hill, it's not really like horror-style music. It's longing. 
is yeah. what Silent Hill is. And that's that's kind of what all the music in this feels like to me. It feels like longing for something. Um which uh, I think I mean, that's isn't, kinda Yeah, I think it's point. good. I like it a lot. It works really well for it. But I kept thinking of Silent Hill. A lot of that is probably <laughs> well, that's your fault. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. Because I've been I've been doing a lot of Silent Hill stuff recently as well. <laughs> um, but la- last chance, everyone. Get 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 your tickets ready. We're going on the train down. Here we go. Choo choo <laughs> Train to Spoiler Town. Yeah. Chugga, chugga, chugga. So Can we play that every time we have spoilers now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Yeah. Alright. So uh so it's it's kinda hard to dance around. The main focus other than just Freaky Friday, because even Freaky Friday couldn't have an entire movie based off that concept. Yeah, because it's fucking <laughs> You get it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the there is a catalyst, which is there is a comet that flies over every thousand years, and we learn there is a single piece that breaks off and hits the girl's town. Yeah, yeah. Which that's a very weird, interesting part because then you start to learn about like the differences in their times. Yeah. Yeah, because you find out that the girl actually lived three years ago, and whenever he's going into her body and, like, being a part of her, it was her three years ago. And when she's part of him, it's him three years in the future. Yeah. Which I gotta say, with them having their phones literally all the time and leaving notes on the phones, you would think one of them would have noticed earlier. Well, so here's something cool that the movie does. Like, they basically have the same date, but they're different days of the week. Like, that's not an easy thing to entirely catch. I I guess. So like and again, it liter it is random when it happens. That's true, yeah. Like they, it, they don't it I don't think the first thing I would think of when I'm waking up in some random chick's body is what year is it? Hmm. Well apparently the first thing that he thinks of is boobs. Yeah, because yeah. he's an adolescent kid. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going through puberty. <laughs> but um I think another thing that they do with it well is their memories aren't exactly like a one-to-one kind of thing. Like they kind of do like the whole, like the next day, like when they wake up in their own body again, they don't exactly remember everything. Right. It's very hazy. Like it's dreamlike. It's like you can kind of piece together, which again could easily explain why they don't realize either. Maybe they did see the year, but they just didn't remember. That's true. Yeah. And also uh, the, them being three years apart, her being three years before. Mm Mm-hmm. It goes to explain like why the phone doesn't work. Yeah, which is good. They wouldn't yeah. have the phone. Right. Which yeah. that's what I was saying. Like it felt like plot convenience at the beginning of the movie, but it made sense by mm. like midway through the second act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first half-ish movie is kind of just the wacky hijinks of the girl kind of being more feminine and like getting the guy closer to a female coworker who he has a crush on. Yeah, yeah. and the guy just being a guy basically yeah yeah. and also it's not really like it doesn't go very far but he also gets the girl like a bunch of admirers female admirers specifically well no there's a guy well yeah you well yes there is one but they're like friends already no that's the only one i remember really it was there was a quick scene with the girl giving her the love letter and then there's like a guy getting rejected by her oh okay it's very quick I kind of love it. Like it's so hilarious. Just like, just like him existing, basically. Yeah. yeah. Was that during that whole uh, montage scene where they're like, yeah. "You're still single." Well, maybe I want to be single. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was pretty great. Um. So like that's the first half, and then like, you get to the guy's date with the female coworker, and then he doesn't switch anymore. Like, yeah. and the movie takes this like darker tone like yeah. immediately. 
I wouldn't say darker tone, like, but I guess not. It's not, not quite like darker. Dark, not yeah. darker, like in like scary or like that. More like it's kind of like emptier, a little more somber. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's a better way to put it. And like he's like, that's it's just weird why she just stopped switching. Yeah, and then he like starts looking at his phone because they would leave diary notes on each yeah. other's phones of like, hey, this is what's happening in your life. Like you have to do this and this. Um, and he like starts going through. And he's like that. The notes aren't here anymore. Like the notes are just gone. Well, that yeah, was like, a bit later because, like, he decided he wanted to find her. Right. Yeah. yeah. But still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That it, it. I feel like around the same time that he stopped, um, or that he stopped switching is when he's like, "I need to find her. I need to figure yeah. out who she is." And like, that's another thing that kind of it goes into is because it was very dreamlike for him. He didn't even know the name of the town. He just knew what it looked like. Like enough so that he was able to draw almost a one-to-one representation of what the town looked like. Right, he's also an architect or an up and coming architect. Yeah. yeah, he's very good at drawing. I the thing that I thought was really interesting is that they would both cry sometimes without knowing why. Yeah, um, like there was just something missing and they didn't know. I thought that was really cool. And so, like, whenever she stops going into his body and he stops going into hers, like he like wakes up crying a bunch. And he's like, I don't know why I'm crying. Yeah. So since we're at this part, this is actually one of my issues with the movie. Like, he goes to visit her, and then his phone stops showing all the notes that she left him. Mm -hmm. And, like, he goes to the town, and that's where he learned, like, three years ago, it was just struck by a meteor and basically just taken off the earth. Yeah. And all the residents with it. And he, like, finds her in a list of all the dead residents. Yeah. The part I don't like is then he starts giving, getting, like, amnesia and losing the memory. And I think it's very dumb and kind of contrived, especially because it doesn't actually matter because he would do the same stuff he would do regardless of if he remembered her or not. I think it's kind of lame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's a red herring to yeah. make you think that, like, time was erased or something like that. Or, like, this maybe wasn't the true event and then things are changing now. Um, at least that's what I, I thought was going on. I was... I had multiple theories going on in this movie. Yeah. It was a multiverse and like all kinds of other <laughs> stuff. was very wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was very wrong in the end. Uh, I think watching other movies, like Freaky Friday-styled movies, or even like The Butterfly Effect, or movies wherever there's parallel universes that are interacting with each other, things yeah. like that kind of gave us an idea of what this movie was going to be without us not knowing what the movie was going to yeah. be. Yeah. Like, I don't, it just bugs me because like, it feels like they wanted to have more... Maybe what it is is it might have been a bigger plot point in the novel... Yeah, And then it just, as they were doing it in the movie, it didn't work. But I just don't like it. And what I hate more is they do the same thing at the end, where they give him more amnesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has double amnesia. It's stupid. (laughs) But One thing, I don't know, it's kind of just a nitpick. I recognize this is a nitpick part. Um, But his memory leaves immediately, but hers doesn't. Yeah, it's very... I don't know. It's it's dumb. <laughs> I I just there's so many reasons I don't like the amnesia. One, it's just contrived, anyways. But like, yeah. also these things still just actually happened. Yes. Like the other characters still remember this stuff happening. Yeah. So it's weird. So that it doesn't they, make doesn't. sense that they would forget. Like maybe I could buy it if like the whole thing was getting erased. Like yeah. that all was going away. Like it was yeah. um uh, almost like a Back to the Future style. Of- sure, I haven't seen it, but I'll, I'll assume sure. <laughs> uh, there, there's like a uh, this isn't much of a spoiler there's like a small thing in the movie to where like since he changed the past like he looked at a picture of his family and like people were slowly disappearing off of it and like kind of like or kind of something like that to where like it was just being erased and so no one w- would remember yeah so like if it did that i'd still be annoyed by it but i'd be like whatever ultimately this is such a weird half-baked version of it 
Yeah, because, yeah. like, literally everybody else remembers everything. Yeah, so it's like, what is it? Like, oh, no, you forgot the person, but, like... We they, all still know still what's existed. going on. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody remembers what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that that part's really annoying. Like, I get it that they were trying to make, like, a... Um, like they're losing their connection to each other and therefore they're forgetting each other. Like I would get it if it was something like that, but it, it doesn't make it very clear that it's almost feels like plot convenience why they're losing the yeah. memory. It's like 100% feels like plot convenience. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's, so I guess jumping ahead a bit, there is a point where they quote unquote meet at this like sacred magic place. It's Japanese. <laughs> yeah. So you got like Japanese religion and stuff. Yeah, so mythology it, and yeah. stuff put into there that we just don't know. Like, and you guys know the scene I'm talking about. I just think that does the idea of it better, where, like, they're separated by time, and at at dusk, they can actually see each other. Twilight hour. Yeah. I think that works a lot better for yeah. what they're trying to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, basically, so, back to... So, yeah, he tries to find her and can't. So, he he drinks some sake. No, I, look, yeah, we gotta no, talk about the sake yeah, thing. Okay. It's gross. It's stupid. I hate it. It's gross. It's very. It's it's super Japanesey, but it's so gross. Yeah, like it's probably a thing, and I'm like probably offending somebody by saying this, but there there's a sake that's like meant for the gods that they chew up during a like not seance. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get ghosts. They chew some rice. No, it is no. very ri- ritualistic. Yeah, ritual, ritual. Yes, during ritual. Um, they chew up some rice and get it all nice and chewy and gross. And then they spit the liquid into a container and seal it and let it ferment and then it turns into sake for the gods. Yeah. And then it's so gross. It's super gross. And then the guy drinks it. That's and it's super to be gross. Fair, at least he didn't know. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And then when ever like the girl finds out, she's like, You drank that? That's disgusting, you pervert. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, What? What'd I do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only the, the one thing that makes it, I guess, a little bit less gross is that alcohol technically doesn't go bad. How's that but, less gross? <laughs> it's still, man, how it's made. It's not yeah. the fact that it's old alcohol that's gross. It's the fact that it's spit alcohol that's gross. Like, if I were to, like, get a bunch of grapes and chew them up and spit them into a bottle and ferment them, it would be gross if you drank that. Yeah. Wine itself isn't gross. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, there's that. That's gross. That's, like, one of the things I don't like about the movie but can like gloss over because i'm like well japanese whatever yeah <laughs> it's true. i mean like it's, the boot, it's it's a similar thing because we kind of talked about it earlier like there's a thing where he, whenever he wakes up in her body he basically gross himself i don't like the fact that he does it but i can it's another thing where I'm like oh japan why and then gloss over it <laughs> yeah i guess that's fair <laughs> i mean it is kind of a thing in anime for like they always have groping jokes yeah and it's i mean i still don't like it yeah <laughs> but it's or, oh, I was going to say another thing is, like, with Sam, because I had to explain to her, like, um, whenever I was talking about Sword Art Online, there's, like, that whole plot of uh, that guy's little sister finding out that they're not really re- or that they're yeah. not really related, that they're actually just cousins, and so she ends up falling in love with them because it's not as weird because they're cousins. That's just a thing in Japan. Like, cu- it's okay for cousins to date, and, like, it's one of those things I, I have to gloss it's over. okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not a common thing in Japan. In a, in a lot of places, it's still looked down upon. It's more that, like, it... It, it happened more, and a lot of, like, otaku and stuff kind of fantasize. Yeah, well, it's more like they fantasize it. Okay. Than, like, it's like it's not like if you went to Japan, I was like, I date my cousin. People would probably be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah for how much, like, I've seen of that plot line happening in animes and other Japanese media, like, I figured it was more normalized there. So it's, like, one of those dating your cousins things, like, I'm not okay with it, but I just kind of gloss over it because it's like, okay, it's a 
anime thing. Yeah, Japan's weird. <laughs> but uh, also, it's it, America's weird too in a lot of ways. So yeah, it's yeah not, like literally, my, it's... literally my first thought with watching this movie. It's the first shot of the movie. Um, like guy wakes up in the body. You don't know it's him yet, yeah. but he wakes up in the girl's body, and like he looks down, and it's just a shot of her cleavage for like ten seconds. And my first thought was fucking anime. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's dumb, and she's. Well, she's 17 in the movie, but it's still, like, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, the first 30 minutes of this movie is, like, the most anime movie ever. Yeah, like... <laughs> yes, 100%. It is funny, like, the, like, shift in tone. Yeah. yeah. It's because, like... I, I, I think it was you who said it, like... No, I think it might have been Robbie. Like, the first bit is really slow, and, like, I kind of dreaded rewatching the first bit. Because it's just slow and takes a while to actually go anywhere. Yeah, it does. It The first 30 minutes, Robbie also said this, it feels like the first episode of an anime. Yeah. Like, it feels like, hey, this is their fucking pilot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, really did. Like, And even so much so, like, whenever they realized that, like, they were switching each other's bodies and stuff like that, and then it goes into playing the music. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt like the end of an or at the end of the first episode of an yeah. anime. It's super, super did. Yeah. But, like... I will say that, like, that really goes to show, like, how strong that second half is, though. Yeah. Well, I guess it's more than half, because, like, we were saying, like, 30 minutes. Like, that two, second two-thirds. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but, like, it, it shows how, like, strong that is. Yeah. How that, strong the second like, and third act is compared to the first. Yeah, like, like that if you we can, can get... talk about this in such a positive light when the first were, like, this is weird and just kind of anime. Yeah. <laughs> Still very beautifully shot, though. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. Like... Um... <laughs> Yeah, if you can get through the first third of this movie and be okay, like you will definitely love the second and third act. Because like, movie. I bet Sam would probably like if she was just on her own, she'd probably nope out after like the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Kinda I think like she listed. probably might like. Well, Liz just doesn't like reading subtitles. <laughs> Movies, yeah, she's not a subtitle person. Which is fair. I like that's completely understandable, and I understand when people want doves. Whereas I think if Sam got started at like the second act she'd probably be more into it yes yeah like like if she walked in on the second half and you're like oh well they're switching bodies back and forth and it yeah, happens like at if random. You just quickly like oh okay that. and then just watch the movie yeah if she were watching this for the podcast she would obviously get through it and yeah. come through and be like man that first three minutes is fucking anime yeah uh, and then she might enjoy the rest of it maybe um, it's still kind of anime but yeah if she were watching it on her own literally the first five minutes she would not watch the rest of this movie yeah <laughs> but uh so yeah, that's that. Um, and so yeah, the second half is there's like the constant threat of the meteor because it's one of those things you know it hits. Yeah, that's not. There's no debate. It's kind of it, okay. Timey wimey stuff kind of makes it weird, but like you know that's gonna hit. That's inevitable. Yeah, so that's one of the things I like and don't like about I it. I think we might agree here, honestly. Um, let's, let's see where we, you're going yeah. with it. Um, it does that thing that a lot of like time travel things do of like, hey, here's the fact of it, but then they went in back and then they changed it and everyone forgot what happened. I don't like that. Um, and I kind of just wish that the thing happened that said it happened. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, I'm okay with the ending. I think it's fine. I think yeah. general audiences probably would prefer this ending. Yeah. But. As I was watching it the first time, I really thought this was going to be a movie about inevitability. Yeah. Like, because basically at the third-ish act, uh, he, after drinking the sake, he wakes up as her again on the day that the meteor strikes. Yes. So it's like him being like, we got to, like, evacuate everyone. We got to stop everything. And so, like, they're all planning that. 
And it the movie frames it in a way where you're like, oh shit, it's not gonna work. Because like they blow up the power basically. Yes, they get rid of all the power of the town. Yeah. So like they do that and like fake a emergency warning telling everyone to go to the school because that's outside of the blast range, which I don't it didn't seem that far, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Small town, maybe it's on <laughs> maybe it's like four miles away. Who knows? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um but like the mayor who is the girl's father like catches on and's like and then tells everyone, Hey, we don't know what's up, uh just stay still. Yeah, everyone stay exactly where you're at. When and you're the- like watching the like and you're seeing the meteor in like real time falling towards it. Yeah. And it's framed in this way, you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. They couldn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what happens. No. And I'm kinda like I'm kinda disappointed. Which uh, I think the reason why I don't like it is because like I everybody probably has their own personal ideas of how time travel would work and stuff I like mean, yeah. that. And my thoughts on it is like things that happened happen. Like if you were to know that tomorrow you stub your toe and like half your nail breaks off and you have to put a band-aid on it that has like a rainbow on it. No matter what events that you do today leading up to that thing is the reason why that happens. Like you can't change it. It is what it is. Uh and this movie looks like it's going to do that and then it's like actually you can change everything. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, it's kind of weird because again, setting up, it's like you see the remains of the town, and there's the book of the 500 people who died that day. Yeah, but no, it's all fine. Uh, I mean, some people were hurt, but you know, it's okay. And it's like, it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, again, like general audiences probably would resonate with this ending better because it's like, yay, everything's good, yay. <laughs> I, I, it does have I more make it seem a little more infantile. I apologize. It's, I'm just kind of upset. It's super sickeningly happy ending. Yeah. Which probably, again, American, uh, fits with his Freaky Friday roots quite a bit. <laughs> just everything very happy and ends perfectly fine. Yeah. But, um, so, like, I just, it just, like, it's not enough where I, like, actively dislike the movie. I'm just, like, kind of, I'm just disappointed. I really thought it could go somewhere. More interesting, I should say. Like, yeah. Because this ending is what you would expect from this movie, like, coming in. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, which is, again, one of those things of, like, even if they it, they did make it to the thing towards, like, hey, you can change the past, but, like, them forgetting each other, I wanted them to have forgotten each other. Like, I didn't want the, at the end when they, like, cross each other's paths, like, oh, hey, it's you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways you can do this ending, ultimately, but I think this is just, like, a safe one. But... Also, this movie made $358 million, so maybe we're just talking out our ass. Maybe we don't know what... Well, I mean, I think it is a crowd-pleaser movie, honestly. Yeah. Like, it, I think it's one of those things people look for a happy ending in movies, and yeah. it's not always needed. Yeah, like, that's say. that's the thing. Like, <laughs> we're, like, sitting here, and we've become very critical of things just from the nature <laughs> of what this show is. But, like, most people don't want to, like, walk into something and have to think and, like, be sad about it. Like, people want to walk into something that they paid money for to enjoy, and they want to walk out knowing they enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, there's that, and like, uh, I think it kind of gives that feel good feeling to like see a happy ending. To like, right. Even though things are dark and bleak, that it could be hopeful at the very end, and I think this movie does that well. Yeah. Is it goes from kind of like this weird Freaky Friday thing to like this kind of somber Disaster tone movie, basically. <laughs> well, like a, I was gonna say a somber tone to like the second act to the third act being a very downer movie. Yeah. And it has like this very bleak, hopeless feel to it, to having this very, almost like you said, sickingly sweet happy ending to it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, again, if this was my movie 
and I still had the brilliance to make the rest of the movie. <laughs> My main changes would, I would just drop the amnesia stuff because I don't think it's needed. It doesn't add anything. And I would keep it where, like, she, again, she's a 17-year-old girl. It was a team of three 17-year-olds. They're, yeah. They can't change fate. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and like, that- I would keep that. And then I think that actually would impact way more to him if, like, he kept his memory. Like, he tried everything, and that's just reality is that happened. And yeah. he just has to live with that, which, downer ending, I know, but. <laughs> like, here's the thing. All the endings that I would, like, think of that I want are the downer endings. Like, I, I don't think this deserves to end happily. Yeah. And it does. And I also don't think, like, the romance aspect is even earned, honestly. I don't really care for it (laughs) i think you could easily just make this the same movie without the romance in fact my first viewing there's a line when she gets the date with uh his female co-worker for him Mm -hmm. she says like i really wish it was me on this date but it might be you so here's what you should do i thought that she was in love with the co-worker because that's kind of how it made it sound am i am i wrong in this like no no it it actually did feel that because it yeah i got the feeling that he wasn't really into her but she was and that's why they end up going on that date yeah. is because she wanted to go on that date with her. Yeah. So, like, that's what I thought was going on. And I thought that would be kind of a funny thing where, like, she's in love with this person who she can't get because it's not her. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that's where the movie was going. Especially when, like, she didn't, like, seem too upset that it was, like, girls giving her love letters and stuff. Yeah, she didn't So, I was like, oh, wait, is she gay? That'd be neat. Probably wouldn't get $358 million if she was, but. Yeah, because, yeah, that's the other thing is, like, he mentions, like, you don't have any boyfriends. Why? Like, I think. I think there's maybe some subtext there that could have been used, and it wasn't. Yeah, which Japan is, unfortunately, a little homophobic. I mean, the United States is also, unfortunately, a little homophobic. I mean, yeah, but, like... <laughs> I will say we're getting better in some realms I, of it, like, but it, we are still homophobic in tears, I would say, like, we're pretty homophobic, and Japan's very homophobic. <laughs> let's let's put it that way. You know, we're, like a, we're like a six, and they're like a nine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel... Well, yeah, I really thought the movie was gonna gonna kind of do that. I don't know how it would wrap up that part, but I thought that'd be more funny. Yeah, and it does feel a little weird that they fall in love with each other because they literally can't know each other very well. Yeah, they don't like, know each other. They know each other through diary entries, and they're always angry at each other. Yeah, like it's very romantic Which, comedy falling in love. It's a very like, and also that's a very anime thing. Like anime has the sundere, which is the like sundere. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to explain it to you, but fuck you now. <laughs> no, it's it's like the person who's like, it's not like I love you or anything, idiot. Like, Oh, like very, teenage stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like very like un, uh, honest. The, I like you, but I'm going to act like I hate you. Kind yeah, of. that kind of thing. So yeah. like, I think it's kind of trying to do that a bit with their relationship, but I don't, it does feel a little out of nowhere. Yeah. And I don't really care for the relationship. I think the rest of the movie honestly brings like, easily holds up the movie <laughs> like yeah you don't need the rest of it because i think there is you got the freaky friday stuff and like if it was just that i wouldn't have brought this movie but i'd probably be like oh that's a fine movie but like it does that and then it like again like it segues into a disaster movie really well yeah. like that is a tonal shift that should not work but does so yeah. well yeah I like the obsession that he ends up having um after the date, because like after the date is when we like we said he just doesn't uh, switch anymore. Yeah, and like he becomes obsessed with like finding the town and figuring out a bunch of stuff. And then once he figures out like it destroyed, like it it becomes a very different film for a little while. Yeah, like, and again, like I really wish he kept that going that way because that is a really interesting idea. Like, yeah, I knew this person so well who's been dead, like 
yeah, that th- there's like a weird like sense of loss in that in that part because you really do exist in their lives. Like you get to know them as well as they know themselves. And that's a very weird thought and like thing to have in there. And then it just turns into like, I want to fuck you. <laughs> so <laughs> like, here's my, th- like, I don't see it. If the movie didn't make it this, I really don't see it as like a romantic relationship. It feels like a family. Like they feel like a brother and sister, basically. I wouldn't say that. I would say they feel like friends. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I think some of the, like how they like playfully hate each other. Some in some parts is more brotherly, sisterly. Yeah, I could see that. Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't feel like it goes to romantic. Like, I, where it's at a point, the loss would still be devastating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's mostly what I'm getting at. So, like, I don't think it needed to be romantic. Everything apparently needs a romantic interest and everything. Honestly, the romantic yeah. interest part is almost treated as, like, a twist. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Almost. Yeah, because, like, they, when they're on top of that mountain, I was going to say volcano, but not a volcano. When they're on top <laughs> no, of that. it's a crater. Yeah, when they're on top of the uh, magic crater mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, hey, let's write our names on each other's palms so that we don't forget each other's names. And then he writes his name on her palm, and she goes to write his, her name on his, and, like, disappears and stuff like that. And then, like, she doesn't look at her hand, because she's like, I'm forgetting your name. Yeah. And she, like, looks at her hand, and it says, I love you. And she's like, this doesn't do anything. I don't remember your name. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, it's, like, the, being together and, like, caring about each other in that way is almost treated as a twist, because she opens her hand, and then you see it says, I love you. It's very weird. Like, I don't, maybe it's because I, I mean, I just don't like romance anyways, so this right. one just feels kind of just tacked on. It very feels, much. yeah, it feels almost forced. Yeah. Like, like the only reason, like, it, it is very much a story, like I said, of star-crossed lovers, but it almost feels like a side plot to everything else that's going on. Like, they just added it on because they felt like it needed to be added on for whatever reason, for plot convenience, if anything. Yeah, and also, I think we need to start saying comet-crossed lovers. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, like, uh, that whole, you get to intimately know somebody because you are them and that, and, like, because you spend that time being them. It almost reminds me of, like, this short story that I read online not too long ago of, like, this person who goes into a coma, or who gets into a car wreck and goes into a coma, and in the world that they're in, in their coma, they're a different person, and they're married, and they have a wife, and they have two kids, and he, or you know, they live in a nice house, and he loves them, and everything like that. But when he wakes up from the coma, he's wakes up back to his regular person, to this life that's drab, and he doesn't know who he is anymore because he wants to be that person that he was whenever he was in that coma, and he wants that life back, but he can't have it back. It right. Kind of reminded me of that feeling almost. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> It's not much more than that. Like it was literally like a green text from 4chan, but yeah. <laughs> it still falls under short story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get into some other stuff I quite liked. Um, it, I know it's a trope. I love it when a movie can like recontextualize a scene. So like the intro scene, it shows them like seeing each other and her handing him the uh her ribbon that she always wears. Mm-hmm. And later in the movie, you learn that's actually technically where they first met because she went to see him. But she is, again, three years early. So you get to recontextualize that scene. It's like, oh, this is where they met, and he couldn't remember her because he didn't know her yet. Whoa. Like that, I think that's really well done. That is really well done. I'm not going to lie. It literally just made me think of Doctor Who. Because that, hap- that happens strange. a lot in Doctor Who because of Timey Wimey. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> As Japan, I don't know how popular Doctor Who is in Japan, though. I don't know. if it, I feel like it would not be very popular there. But you never know. know. A bunch of monsters in rubber suits in that show, so who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. Um, The crater scene where they meet, I remove the romantic tension again. 
I think that's a really well done scene, especially yeah, like, where they meet in the twilight. Yeah, because I love that it like it keeps hinting at twilight in the crater being this cool magical thing, and then it is. Yeah, like it didn't cop out. It like yeah, fucking there's magic. <laughs> And Twilight's this magical time, because, like, the first time they talk about it, they, like, bring up, it means, like, who is it or something, Mm -hmm. which, again, goes back to, like, your name part. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I love that, where it's, like, because it's between night and day, it has this cool little magical thing where they can meet each other, and, which brings me to probably the final thing I'll talk about that I really like, how they tie her being a like seam it's not a seamstress but like how she ties all the bracelets and stuff and talk about like the threads of time mm-hmm. and why her family would be the ones who can because they reveal the other members of the family how like they all have that kind of power to travel into other people's bodies yeah and it's because they all are a part of the bracelet making thing and the threads yeah. of fate yeah i think that's a really cool at like, least all the women in the family yeah i don't know if there's really any actual men because yeah, like it, it kind law. of hints that it's all the women in the family that have this power because all of them are those uh um seamstresses, I guess you can say. Yeah. I don't know. There is a word for it. I just can't think of it. That that's most I can think of right now cuz that's what they call it more or less here in America as a seamstress is someone who works fabric like that. Brady Wady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they make braids. And I like I think that's a really cool. And I it's not like in your face, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's uh it's left in the background a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also really like the Twilight stuff because it's uh goes exactly with um, it's kind of a nothing place and an everything mm. place. It's it's night and day and it's not either. So it's everything like, and if, nothing. Yeah. If you've never like just been out at twilight and just like been alone, I don't know if you can really understand why it would seem so, like this is such a beautiful thing. But I really like just sitting alone in twilight is such this like somber, calming thing. Yeah. And it makes sense why the movie would use that as the, I don't really know the proper word, but like catalyst, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Well, I guess it actually goes along with like what we were saying about how every now and then the small town that me and Dry grew up in is beautiful. Uh, one of the times that I had of that was actually in the middle of fall uh, during twilight or like the twilight hour, wherever, you know, the sun was setting and I was sitting by the river by myself and just listening to the river go by and having that sun or having, you know, that kind of orangish red sunset mm-hmm. along with the yellow and orange and kind of golden trees that are on there with the sound of the river going by extremely peaceful yeah, yeah. extremely peaceful but like i said it almost feels magical in a in a weird way yeah, it almost feels like you don't exist yeah in that time uh in a good way yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah like it, it does capture that magic very well like yeah. i said there's a lot of things this might be my hot take of it but I feel like the animation of this movie is, like, right up there with Into the Spider-Verse. So I feel like Into the Spider-Verse was another one of those movies. Like, every frame of that movie could have been, like, its own comic panel. I don't really know if I would say that's a hot take. Like, you're just saying this movie's also really well made, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But I have I have feeling that there'd be people that would say, like, like well, this movie's better. Or, no, Spider-Verse is better. Blah, blah, blah. I think it would mostly be just weebs. But that's because weebs literally hate any Im- animation that's not Japanese. That's also fair. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Can't rule out the weebs. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Weebs aren't people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm joking, Speaking weebs. of hot takes. <laughs> he yeah, is I, the ex-weeb. So I, I, mean. I, did, I used to be a huge weeb. I'm, I'm joking, everyone. Don't worry. Like what you like. Don't be a dick about it. <laughs>
Um, I guess, since we were talking about the family, here's a f- just. I just find this kind of amusing. Um, so all the women in the families have like a naming scheme. Uh, <laughs> the grandmother is Hitoha, which means one leaf. Uh, her daughter Futaba is two leaves. Mitsuha is three leaves. And Yotsuha is four leaves. I just find that funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's just a silly naming thing. Weird. <laughs> it probably has some meaning, because, like, all Japanese names basically have a meaning behind them. Right. I, most other cultures have meaning behind their names. I think Ours do, too. We just don't really care. Because <laughs> our names sound dumb, even. That's our names are boring as fuck. They're boring because we live where we hear them constantly. That's true. Maybe in like, <laughs> like in Europe, seen... it's like John. Wow. Well, like in Japan, like <laughs> some American names are like this cool thing, or just American words in general. Oh, Tim, so eccentric. Yeah, I've I've told you about one of my favorite <laughs> Japanese bands, Bump of Chicken. That's a, <laughs> doesn't even make sense. What, you never had a bump of chicken in the bathroom before? I don't think you want to. I mean, to, to be fair, there's also, <laughs> I think they're German, but there's like a German metal band called We Butter Our Bread With Butter. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I want to say that. Um, here's some cool stuff. Uh, Itomori, which is the town, um, it's based off a real town. Ooh, did they also get hit by a comet? No. Um, <laughs> well, so you they have sad a, that there's a lack <laughs> of yeah, human death there. <laughs> However... It's not a comet, but it this movie actually is inspired by the uh, 2011 earthquakes in Japan. Mm. Okay. And I think it kind of makes sense, kind of like looking back from that. It's kind of like if you watch Godzilla with the eyes of it was inspired by the the nuclear bombings. By how we sense. murdered a bunch of them with nukes? Yeah. And then since we were talking about it a lot, um, the director Makoto Shinkai actually also personally finds the film a bit incomplete and unbalanced. Huh. So and he wrote the novel, so that's probably why. Like, well, yeah, there probably he, were stuff he had to cut. And he's yeah, like, uh. I I imagine that there's probably, if this were like a series and somehow super successful and got like a million seasons, I imagine there's a good like forty episodes where we get to see them actually fall in love. Maybe I don't know. There sometimes were, it's therefore, pretty forced it feel, yeah. Therefore, it wouldn't feel as forced, right? You said the big thing about that though is like I've watched a lot of anime. A lot of them end as soon as they fall in love. Oh. So <laughs> there's a good chance it would just <laughs> to be fair be though. With those ones where like at the end they fall in love, like there's a huge buildup to that. Usually, yeah. But I also say that like the last anime that I've watched in recent memory is Sword Art Online, and like yeah. the entire first season of that is him or is them falling in love, and like they're in like the very last episode is where they admit that they're in love with each other. And that, but imagine that's where if it that ends. ended at, at there though, like there was yeah. no extras. Well, something I like if the, there weren't yeah. other seasons, but. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I would have been weirdly okay with how the first season ended if it just ended there. I might say that they have it right because we have a ton of sitcoms here in the States. And, like, season four, it's like, oh, man, the people have been, like, trying to fall in love this whole time. And, like, will they, won't they? They finally do. And the show fucking sucks after that. And it goes yeah. on for, like, eight more seasons. But I think that's more an issue of that was done on season four. <laughs> yeah. There, <laughs> yeah. There are a few anime, like, I don't remember the name of it. But, like, there is one anime I really like where, like, at the start, you think it's going to be that, where they're kind of, like, dancing around it for anything. But, no, it's like, oh, episode four. Yeah, they're together. There you go. Oh. Like, they're, like, they admit, they admit feelings for each other. It's <laughs> like, yay, now we get to actually see the important parts of being in love. <laughs> huh. None of which I know. <laughs> I, to be fair, I feel like it's a balancing act. It's yeah. really hard to take an abstract feeling like love and translate it into media like that. Right. Because I've seen it done wrong wherever they do it way too soon. I've seen it done wrong where they do it way too late. And 
other ones wherever like that was like the main plot is like will they won't they and then when they finally do it's just like okay now what <laughs> yeah uh too soon the office uh too late how i much your mother <laughs> well actually i was gonna, like weird enough i was gonna say is like robert heinlein novels like he does romance terribly like it literally goes from like oh yeah they're just co-workers to like the guy's like hey i'm in love all right i'm in love with you we should get married like then like a chapter later they're married that'd be like if i wrote it <laughs> like, like, hey we should well, get married okay yeah turn the page oh it's been seven years all right yeah, <laughs> no it's not even seven years it's like hey we should get married oh my love and then like the they're end. married yeah and then they're and then like Nothing really changes in their relationship, but they're just married now. Nah, huh. My movie tell would be like, will you yee to my ha? <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that cowboy film. But that's the last thing it says, and then immediately ends. <laughs> I'd the be okay end. with that. <laughs> Big giant cursive font. Yeah. Like, there's like the horse, like the, the scene where they're riding into the sunset, except it's just the horse. They're not on it. <laughs> the guy's chasing the horse going, what? <laughs> I, what I've learned, I'd make great parodies, but nothing good serious, probably, yeah, is what I'm getting that's at. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also, since I talked about how much you made. Uh, unsurprisingly, this is just one of the highest grossing movies in Japan. Period. Yeah, It's a lot of money. Which yeah. we did talk about that, because we were saying that Silent Voice is one of the few animes that actually reached the top ten for the highest grossing. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this, and your name was the other one, and it was actually number one. It got beaten recently. Oh, really? Yes. Endgame. No. Japan, specifically. Oh. Not. <laughs> um, it uh, was beaten by Demon Slayer's movie, which is an anime. Weird. I, I, I don't... <laughs> I, I like the anime fine enough. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. I don't know if I think it deserves to be number one. Never heard of it. Uh, that's because you don't watch anime. <laughs> do, they, do they slay demons? Yes. Sweet. Yeah. I'm in. Is it cool? I think you might enjoy it. Is um, it bloody? Yes, super. I like bloody. I'm in. <laughs> there, there is one character that you would absolutely hate. I don't know any human being who likes them, so <laughs> I'm out. That to look <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say there's certain characters that are meant to be that way, but I know a show that Liz really enjoyed watching, uh, Outlander. There is one character God. in there that's not meant to be liked at all, but apparently, like, there's like these. He's actually fetishized in a weird way. Even oh, though he's legitimate, he like legitimately rapes a little boy in one of the oh, episodes. Really weird show, yeah. man. That's I don't like that show. Yeah, I don't. There's I don't a lot of rape. Think in that I show. Watch yeah, that. there's there's so much rape in that show. <laughs> Ew. I've only seen two seasons, and there is like an unacceptable amount of rape in that. <laughs> What's the acceptable amount? <laughs> uh, anything else anyone wants to bring up? I think we mostly covered. Yeah, let's see. I brought up the gorgeous animation. The and gorgeous animation for the food and the scenery. The music is done really well. Um, I brought up the scenes I like, how I don't like romance, which you can understand if you've seen any other podcasts we've done. If you've heard E talk about a movie for five seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I should. So you said you were going to have a big problem with me. Uh, Did I, did I settle that since I didn't like it in this movie at all? Anyway? Yeah. The romance part. I thought you were going to be like way on board with it. I was be mad, but you weren't. So there are very few things I like romance stuff of there's like a couple anime and a couple manga i've read that i do and so the manga it's usually just they're like huge dorks and it's very funny to me gotcha <laughs> actually the anime too so i don't know just give me characters that are just huge dorks just there we go giant dorks Got yeah <laughs> give him beautiful animation with some huge dorks in the movie then yeah. he'll be perfectly fine with it shall we give our final thoughts and ratings sure all yeah. right um dry let's start with you okay um, 
Yeah, movie is good. I I don't like the Comet Cross Lovers thing at all. <laughs> he does like the naming scheme a bit, I though. I do like the name. It's very clever. <laughs> uh, very fun. But, yeah, like, I don't, I don't think the love story fits in here, honestly. And I'm a person that really likes dumb love story stuff. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah I'm also confused about it. So, like, yeah, that part just feels wedged in, honestly. And, like, it doesn't... It fits the tone of the movie, but I don't think they build it up enough to, like, have a proper payoff for it. And so that hurts it a lot, and, like, that kind of does take a lot of the end of the story for me, too, because it ends with, like, the last 15 minutes being about a love story when none of the rest of the movie was. Whoa. And so it feels like a bit of whiplash, and, like, almost, I feel like I was almost cheated yeah. uh, out of a, a proper story. Uh, I just thought it would be amazing if, like, you remember when, like, he sees the old crush and, like, she's taking around, and then she ends with, like, showing the ring. What if it was Mitsuha was her wife? I, that would be pretty great. Really good. That would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great, actually. Uh, um, yo, Your Name 2, coming soon. It's just the same movie, <laughs> but with a different ending. Yeah, we're just going to rework this shit. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like, I would say, honestly, even if you hate anime uh, because of anime stories, mute it and just look at it even honestly <laughs> just watch a sideshow it every frame of this is almost every frame yeah 99.9 percent of this movie is fucking gorgeous like drop dead gorgeous i don't know how they even accomplish this with a 3.5 million dollar budget probably overworking their workers oh <laughs> that are they it's either that or they underpaid some amazing artists hey both Maybe yeah. <laughs> it's probably a beautiful mixture of both. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful, horrible mixture. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's very anime. It's it's super fucking anime. Uh, so if you don't like anime, then it's it's not gonna win you over, I don't think. But it's extremely well done in almost every aspect. I liked it. I would probably give it a seven point five. Robbie. So once again, movie is gorgeous. I think everyone here can agree with that. This movie is very well done. It's very beautifully animated. The music goes very well with the animation. Um, there was this old uh, anime food compilation that I was going to look up because I, I kept on saying like the food looks better than real food in this movie. <laughs> and when I started looking up compilations to try to find the one that I was trying to think of, most of the compilations I saw were mostly of this movie. That's funny. Because of the food, <laughs> or how well they did like the food stuff in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say, storyline-wise, the first 30 minutes are boring, and then it changes tone, and it gets a lot better. The Star-Crossed Lover part, it does feel forced. I feel like, in a weird way, it needs to be less of a movie and more like the first season of a show. And it would have worked a lot better with the storyline, because they would have been able to draw out a lot of things a lot in better detail. It wouldn't have been as beautiful as a TV show, because, you know, budgets and stuff, because money is a thing. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it feels like because they only had 107 minutes to make this movie that they had to push certain things along too fast. And I think it does kill the story a little bit, but it's still a good story. And there's things they could have done better with it, but it's still, all in all, I'd say this is an enjoyable movie. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Like I Honestly, I really enjoyed it. Uh, controversial take here. The animation is so amazing in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Like, there's not there's not much else I can really s- say that hasn't been said. Like it's a beautiful movie. I I'm not in love with a lot of aspects of the story, but they're not enough to drag down the rest of the movie. And honestly, I I said it a little earlier, but 
the just like the second and third act honestly elevate this movie so much Agreed. that like it really improves it for me. And I'm a guy who couldn't care less when there's any romance in any movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's a lot of cool stuff on my second viewing that I didn't like quite notice on the first viewing. That was really neat. Although I will say, I think the first viewing was a bit more magical, but also, I mean, most first viewings are, I don't yeah. know a lot of movies were watching multiple times improved it, except for the best movie ever in existence at an big picture show. Uh, I would say inception actually. Maybe. Inception Maybe is better on a second sometime. viewing. Honestly, Blade Runner is better for me on a second viewing. Yeah. Tenet, better on a second viewing. I haven't even first viewed that, so. Memento, better on a third viewing. <laughs> yeah, that's fair with Memento. <laughs> I think it turns out you just need to watch Christopher Nolan movies a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but all that being said, like, I'll say the first time I saw this movie, I gave it a nine. I think this time I'm going to go slightly down to an eight because some of the stuff that bugged me really bugged me the second viewing. But yeah. honestly, still an amazing movie. Well deserves to be such a popular movie. Agree. Yeah. Like, One I thing I will say it. I think is also kind of fun about this movie is finding all the off-brand stuff. <laughs> that it, that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I like how they have melon phones instead of iPhones. Yeah, they have oh, melon yeah. phones and melon laptops. They mm-hmm. have some TVs instead of <laughs> Sony TVs. Yeah, uh, but they the best part is they do have some brands like they have yeah. branded coffee, which is the Rainbow Mountain Boss coffee blend. Yeah, which yeah. it's pretty tasty. And like the pen that he writes on her hand with is a zebra pen, and zebra pens are an actual brand. <laughs> so it's Weird. just funny. Yeah. yeah. That's how they afford all the animation, probably. <laughs> I mean, some of that animation, like, I feel like it would have been a nightmare to get it done correctly. Oh, yeah. Like, a good example Super is, like... Super detailed. Yeah, like, whenever they're, uh, pla- like, towards the end, whenever they're trying to plan on how to evacuate this town, even though nobody wants to leave during this festival, uh, that room that they're in and how messy it is. Like, the reason why in, like, CGI and anime and stuff like that, why their rooms are always so clean is because it's easier to animate a clean mm-hmm. room. Yeah. And that room is filthy. There's books everywhere there's dust covered over everything there's it's a guy's a, room yeah, yeah. it's just is a pile of crap in the middle of the of the room like i feel like it would have been a nightmare to animate that god, but yeah, I god they did such a good job though yeah oh and there's shit written all over the walls too i forgot about that <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> god yeah like this would have been a nightmare to be the production but, <laughs> like i said i feel like a lot of love was put in this movie and that uh-huh. that alone makes it worth watching you could k- tell that he very much cared about this movie like yeah, he didn't absolutely. he didn't cut any corners yeah for yeah. sure maybe in the storyline he cut a few quarters i think he wrote the story you wanted to write like i've looked it up and like there was like a rumor going around that this was going to have a more like downer ending but he was like no this was always the ending i wanted yeah i mean it it seems like it is exactly what it was supposed to be Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it. It probably was what it was meant to be, but I think we've seen it enough times that we were hoping it would be something different. Yes, that's true. Yes, absolutely. Um, cool. Well, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Hot streak still going. Every like three months, I show you guys a movie. You usually enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I'll Monster show you House guys a movie, and everyone will hate it. Oh but yeah. me. I didn't even like that movie much though. I just kind of wanted to riff on it. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, E. Yo. Where can people get a hold of us if they want to? We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. The Last Ones In or The Last Ones In Podcasts. We have an email. The Last Ones In Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is The Last Ones In Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your name. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or don't. But also don't, because I think that's illegal. Yeah, it might still be illegal. We might be asking people for a lot of illegal things. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robbie, take us out of here. So, if you're out and about today, make sure to be safe about it. Stay six feet apart if you can. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Wear gloves. But if not, remember to stay home. Stay alone. Stay alive. And whether this is the very first episode that you've watched of us, or you've been with us since the beginning, thanks for listening in. Greatly appreciate it, everybody. Have a great one out there. Like Robbie said, be safe. Talk to you next week. Later. Sayonara. Bye! I feel like that's just a good uh, quote for life. <laughs> like what you like. Don't be a dick about it. Yeah. I'll wear that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. A new shirt idea. Put it with the rest of those quotes I've said in, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. If we ever have merch, somebody's going to have to go through and listen to all this. <laughs> oh, God. Duck? Duck? That is one thing I, I thought said of. duck. I said squirrel? You said duck. You said it doesn't. You said duck sure and then you said squirrel. duck on us. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, the iconic thing ducks he, do. Yeah. Be high-pitched. I just had a moment because E, like, bumped against the side of his Coke, and it was like, dipping back and oh. forth there's no cap on it <laughs> and so like i was just thinking like he's gonna spill that he is gonna spill that and there's nothing i can do about it 